Hi, everyone. Welcome to the uh, podcast. Thanks for uh, coming back. Or if you're new to the podcast, thanks for, uh, for listening to this episode. We have Kali Wisson with us today, all the way from Australia, Brisbane. Hey, Kali. Hi, Gabor. How you going, everyone? Kali's in opposite uh, weather. <laughs> uh, they're, yeah. They're, when we have winter in the States here, he's got summer and vice versa. So yeah. It's, uh, yeah, it's and I'm, I'm, yeah, sorry, Gabor. I'm, I'm in summer dreaming of winter. I, I'm more of a winter person than yeah. summer. So I've got sort of four, five, six months of warm weather sort of warm which started humid, in huh? December. Yeah. 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 But it, it, the, the one great thing is, Plants and your garden grows beautifully because you get plenty of rain and it's the perfect growing condition. So that's that's a nice rewarding part, I have to admit. Yeah, no, it's beautiful. I've seen I've seen images. Um, we're going to talk today. The topic is why we get rusty. Um, if I know it's a sort sort of a could be a multifaceted question, but in in your opinion, what what causes us to get get rusty with our with our paintings or drawings sure sure yep okay um for me i, I think um uh because we we only see improvement sort of more over six months sometimes and the further you go along it's 12 months or even two or three years before uh we actually see much improvement and um so the fact that we're doing the almost the same sort of job day after day after day, we don't actually uh, suddenly uh, be painting for three years and then we're at 12 years and you can see, oh, geez, my work's really improved, my style's changed, it's going the direction. So I think a lot of why we and and, and I think everyone will um, encounter this at some stage and because uh, I noticed in 92, 93, 94-ish, I could see I was getting a little flat, a little rusty. I really wasn't um, progressing much. Uh, I was, and I think the number one thing was, or one of the big things was that I was kind of getting stuck in a bit of a rut as in subject matter. And um, and I think when we, because we ultimately we do need to do, say if you choose your favourite subject, whether it's figures, cows, boats, street scenes, whatever it might be, we need to do it X amount of times, time after time, um, it's almost like a, uh, a gymnast at going to the Olympics, learning your routine. You need to know your subject, your routine, your process uh, extremely well. So that's why we have our favourite subjects. But I think therein lies the concern that if we just focus on, say, being a tree painter, uh, we can get a little flat and a little sort of, yeah, definitely rusty. You can almost feel it and see it because I think uh, the thing that really drives me is that excitement that absolute sort of uh, fascination that real sort of love of a particular subject first that's where it starts that's what ignites the the artistic sort of fire um, and then the, the the challenge of getting it down so that's um, really comes into that inspiration, passion part of, of our work. And I think um, for a lot of people when we um, say, yeah, say, yep, um, uh, if you're an Arizonan painter living in Arizona, painting, say, the desert, and if you just paint the desert, 
um, it can get a little sort of tiring. I, I always equate it back to um, whatever is your favourite meal, your favourite food. Uh, imagine if you had to have, um, say, spaghetti bolognese every single day for dinner, you soon get sick of it. Uh, or your favourite dessert, whether it's chocolate cake or, or cheesecake or whatever, if you had to have it every night, you get sick of it. So that's where it's that dropping in. Uh, so if you are, say, a, a boat painter, you go and do, um, say, a nocturne, something really different, or you can even paint your favourite subject in a different lighting because um, even boats, uh, if it's in a moored situation or where there's a bit of artificial lighting, you can, so you're flipping um, the, the, the lighting or the, the setting, the, the whole um, concept of the idea. So I think there are a lot of the things that I think we can look at and, and also um, just not getting enough practice. That can be the other side. You can uh, sometimes when I think if I'm rusty, uh, say if you, you think in terms of a sports person, whether it's uh, baseball, uh, cricket, uh, they're all sort of finely, uh, or golf is another great one. Sometimes a golfer will get rusty or a cricket player or a baseball player with their, either their, if they're a batter, um, uh, if you don't get enough practice, um, I always find uh, if I've had a bit of a break or, or if I'm not getting enough painting hours, painting days, I, I definitely will be a little rusty. My, my uh, confidence, my intuition, that subtlety of, of um, even the mental process, that, that lightness of being able to uh, flick to the big shape, small shape concept, um, or even just your, uh, and I think one of the big understated things um, for an artist is your ability to truly focus, concentrate, uh, at, and stay focused and committed. Um, the amount of times you'll do a painting, think this is a good idea, um, I know this should work, but along the way you can sort of make the odd little mistake or because you're rusty or 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 um, your process, your, you might not have got all the darks in the right spot and then you're having to sort of try and put darks back in, um, then um, that's where not having enough day-to-day -day practice, uh, that's why I think three paintings a week should be our minimum. Uh, one, to maintain uh, a level of um, the that all the processes are fluent and... Um, and then minimum of three to make sure uh, that we are um, progressing as well in the long term, long, long term. Uh, and that should be, for me, that's kind of a minimum. There, there was 12 years where I was painting six days a week, drawing, uh, plein air painting, plein air drawing um, for 12 years. You probably don't have to do that much, but definitely the, the more work behind us, the more trial and error and because I think ultimately that's what we're aiming to do. We're trying to learn as much from the the big mistakes, the small mistakes, um, and then take that into the next painting and the next painting. So mm -hmm. I think there's quite a few things we can do. Uh, definitely actually go to a, um, the, the, the cure, I think, for my early 90s rusty period or, or, or period where, where I was actually working very hard um, but I, I wasn't 
diversifying. So actually, I, I did a trip to Europe in 1996, uh, and boy, that just set me on the road of a whole new um, style of work and style of subject, and um, where I really wasn't painting many city-type scenes, whether it was Venice or um, uh, even just drawing and painting fountains, and um, it was just such a it was such just such a breath of fresh air um, into my work and into my whole approach. It forced me to to actually really rely on technique, and that's where that constant practice led into being able to elevate my work and uh, get my work well and truly um, uh, out of that rut, um, back sort of firing and and because I think the excitement factor going into a painting that that real desire to say something to to for me I like to sort of think if I can impress myself uh, with the the finished painting the idea really sort of to me that that's the thing that fuels um, the desire and, and and builds up that that want and need to come back and try a little better and and break out of any um, a bit of sort of fatigue, visual fatigue uh, and, and actually probably another great thing is to have a few artist friends uh, whether it's family uh, if you've got some trusted is actually to have a look uh, get some uh, friends to just give you a bit of a really good honest critique as I always if I've ever had the chance to catch up with an artist friend and I always love to say tell me what you know I need to hear, not what you think I want to hear. Um, because if they say, oh, this is lovely, that's great, yes, 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 that leads to nowhere, where that's where the other way to break out of um, sort of feeling a bit rusty is to get that direction, get that good advice. And, and I think that's um, when I teach, that's the um, the area that I, I guess I try to provide is that um, that guidance that spark um, and that um, opportunity to to really sort of think, oh my goodness, I didn't see that my tonal contrast wasn't as great as it could or should have been. Uh, and so I think it's almost like um, a fire that we just need to keep feeding enough fuel uh, to, to really break us out of any complacency. And because I think ultimately we're just trying to get the best out of ourselves and um, and to say, um, what we want to say with each painting. So, yeah, no, no, it's, a, as you said, it's a multi-layered... Yeah, it's um, not like we can cover it, like, yeah. you know, in, the, in this podcast yeah. episode. But, I mean, yeah. working from life is definitely always a good reality check, I think, wouldn't you say, uh, with anything. And when I say painting from life, it, if you paint a still life, it means, like, working from an actual mm -hmm. live... Uh, or exactly well, yeah, yeah. it could be depends what you're painting but from you know not from <laughs> yeah, a photograph or, um yeah, yeah. oh ab absolutely yeah yeah oh. actually um that's actually a great great point because um even uh sometimes reference photos the amount of times that you've been somewhere and thinking oh boy this area is so still it's so magnificent um and you're on a trip and then you get home and you think oh you know what even if it's on a big screen it just does not compete with the whole 360 panorama that our eyes see. Um, so, yeah, def definitely. Um, uh, whether that's why I do love to do sort of 
um, my little still life exercises, they're always 99.9% .9 of the time, they're always from life. There's something that I've set up. Uh, and eventually, uh, my uh, for my, if I, I'm not really a New Year's resolution sort of person, but uh, my aim is to, to get back to doing some portraiture so, and more and more figure work. I've done figures for years, but I just haven't had the chance to really focus and, and but now I feel the time's right. So that working from life is, is, is a great way because it does require speed, accuracy, um, and that, because uh, you, you are working to a time limit, you, you don't want to, your model to uh, physically fatigue. So yeah, you know, they're great ways to spark you out of, um, out of the position, that little rut or rustiness that you, you may have sort of developed. And, and the tricky part is you, you, a lot of times it is like rust. Rust just doesn't normally appear overnight. It takes a few days or weeks or sometimes even months or years to really sort of latch on. Uh, and sometimes you can't see it or feel it yourself. Um, uh, you, you can sort of have a sense that something's not sort of, I'm not really firing, I'm not really producing or, or doing what I thought I could or should be doing. Yeah, and a lot of times, yeah, the, the individual artist is the last person to actually see it. That's where, yeah, definitely working from life. Get, as I said before, getting some advice from a really good trusted um, family friend where my mm -hmm. wife's always been a sensible judge and guide of, and I think, because uh, it, 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 it's almost like looking at someone else's work. You can't really do that too often to your own work because it's, 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 it's ours and it's right there in front of us. Other than the one area that I think I, is where you photograph your painting and do a mirror reverse. That's a, for me, that's a great little tool to just check, have, have I, have I sort of slipped or am I losing my edge? Uh, because it's like looking at someone else's work once you do that mirror reverse. It's great for composition as well. It's like standing back with the mirror. Um, but I find with your phone, you, you don't have to hold the mirror up in to try and get a square and get it in focus. And so, yeah, you yeah, know, there's, yeah. it's a, it's a um, interesting sort of uh, concept. Actually, I, I do like the, the, the whole idea of um, knowing and needing this input into your work because it's it's something that you normally don't sort of you think I'm just going to go and paint I'm going to paint a, a couple of apples or a couple of oranges today not with the thought you know what have I done enough um, have I got enough work under my belt um, am I mentally uh, strong enough and even physically. Um, to, to if, if it's I've had a painting that I've spent seven hours on it was only 11 by 14 uh, and if I hadn't put in the the month or two very regular five days a week six seven hours a day sometimes even eight or ten hours a day um, we, we we need to do sometimes that level of work to break us out of uh, being rusty and it, it, it exposes back to the old um, sports person uh they perform at their best when they're at their fittest at their peak so i think we're we're to, to a degree every painting is a one-off performance so we need to be uh um plenty of practice behind us we need to be firing on all of our um, cylinders and the hard part is is keeping that up over the weeks months and years so yeah that's why 
uh, doesn't hurt to even um, have a look at some of your favourite artists' work just to to inspire, to to keep you focused, to keep your attention on what's needed and what's required as well. So, yeah, yeah, great topic. Yeah, this is a great topic. Again, we can you know probably have so many subtopics going going off of this, but I hope that colleague just kind of made you think here. I think that's the concept behind most of these podcast episodes to make you guys think because um, it's nothing visual right now. You're not seeing anything. Um, so mm-hmm. we, we always hope that this will make you think. Maybe you can listen while you're painting or driving um, and just gives you kind of new ideas or and listen to, to these painters that, you know, they, they, you know they're, they're dealing or dealt or dealing and now or... <laughs> With issues too, it's not nothing unique, you know. So we just want to make yeah. sure that yeah, you understand that. Fantastic, yeah, yeah. Because um, I, I see painting as almost we learn just as much, if not more, about ourselves as to what we're capable of and where our weaknesses are and where we where we um, need to work on. Whether yeah, it is concentration, and that's why um, the the art of of getting success, whether it is uh, um, in any sort of form of life and work. And as I said, um, I'm a kind of semi-keen gardener and I'd never be much of a great gardener, but the, the I, I do love it. And, and But just learning how to get success, there, there's certain things, overwatering, underwatering, over-fertilising, mm. similar with painting. You can be doing too many small brush marks. That's kind of like underwatering. Um, you can have way too many brush marks. That's kind of like overwatering in the garden. So you can take other keys to life to to get success. And I think uh, that that's yeah, that is the great beauty of of the podcast, Gabor. Absolutely. Yeah. So thank you, um, thank you, Carly, for sharing your insight um, on this topic with us. It's a pleasure. Pleasure as always. If you guys want to learn more uh, with Kali, make sure you uh, check out his online courses that he's teaching um, for us at Tucson Art Academy, online.com, and click under Mentoring Courses. It should be on our homepage. Or if you don't see it, just uh, go to the menu bar and click under Learn. You will see it there. It's a one-year-long uh, program. Uh, you cannot fall behind. So you can, you can when you do join, if you're busy, uh, there's three enrollments a year, one in March, uh, the second one in Ju- July, and then the last one in November. So depending on when you're listening, um, you, you might have to wait for it, but it's definitely worth uh, enrolling because if you apply yourself, you will learn within that year period. Uh, that's guaranteed, but you do have to, I always say you, you do have to apply apply yourself. If you're too busy for whatever reasons, you can always purchase a, vi- a video download, a digital download that uh, Kali has. Uh, to offer two and it's under video downloads at our website so thank you again Kali and uh, thank uh, for all of you to listen in and we'll see you guys next time bye